This is Apostle John Luke. We are here with Disciple Martha and esteemed Apostle Duke. This is Grace Mott Podcast, episode 39. We're going to do the song now. Martha, chime in if you feel like it. Oh, gosh, people Grace will go Mott. away if I do that. Grace Mott. <laughs> Grace Mott. Grace Mott. Grace Mott. <laughs> bravo, bravo. That's, yeah, Maybe. that's so stupid. But, you know, other it people is. have that music before and after. I know they do. We, I've listened to yeah, podcasts. Do they, they, they all have kind of a signature deal, right? So, yeah, we, have so we do, too. You've got yeah, one too. It's good. Yep. Okay. You you were asking some questions. I was. Paul, I was. I was asking John Luke about several things. I just wanted to catch up on. One was uh, what what's going on in Maui nowadays, and so just wondered about an update there. Well, um, they're they have opened up. It's, it's pretty well opened up, and if people want to go to Maui, they sure can. There's lots to do. Lahaina, obviously, is going to have some recovering to do. Um, that small town just got totally obliterated, but the rest of Maui is in great shape, except for, you know, being traumatized somewhat by losing family members and so forth. So we're going to go back over there in February and uh, spend three weeks or so and Enjoy it like we always have. Good. What, I wondered. What have you with, been doing? I've, I've been doing great. I just wondered with all those people displaced in Lahaina, that if it was, um, it, things were just kind of, I know after the tornado and a lot of people are displaced, then they have to go other places. And on Maui, there's not a lot of other places to go. So I just wondered if that was, was kind of restricting businesses and if things were still open or how that was working. Somewhat. There there are a lot of people that are staying in the hotels. A lot of the displaced people are staying in hotels and mm-hmm. and uh, condos and so forth that people are letting them stay there real cheap or for free or the, or the government's paying for them. Something yes. I haven't shared with you is my nephew and his wife lived in Maui and they, they all their stuff's over there. They're in the States now. When we did our family vacation, they were there and told us all about it. So they were... And they said, as we understand, there was some, they've given them some assistance, some government assistance, if you lost everything, but, but they're like, and they've got to just go, they're just going to sell it. They said, there's no like bringing two cars over here. And so it's, it's kind of a big deal for them. And they, they said two houses away from them burn completely down, but their house their is house- still their house is okay, okay, but they were like had to get like get the H out of here and just get the kids in the car, and it was, and and when he relayed it, he he was got quite emotional because apparently it was pretty scary stuff, and uh, so anyway, so they're still digging out of that, but they have they he got a new job over here down in uh, Georgia, and uh, okay. anyway. So just to add to the Maui story. Well, they uh, the the story is a lot of the restaurants are are slowly opening up little by little. A lot of them had closed because there were no no yeah. customers, but they're starting to open back up now. And by the time we get there in February, the you know other services and so forth, and tours and what have you, I'm, I'm sure we'll all be back 
pretty close to full swing by then. Good. That's good to hear. That's, their, yeah, that's their economy. Yeah, that's good to hear the recovery. And I was just curious how that was going, you know, after the tornado in Joplin is even the areas that it didn't go through. I mean, it just causes dysfunction and kind of chaos all around. Just so I'm glad they're doing. I'm glad they're recovering. We, yeah, we know that in Oklahoma. Yep. <laughs> yeah. We've had we a little get, bit yeah, of that too. We've had lots of like big, bad storms tears a lot of stuff up and the ice storm of course do you live around here you, you i know you don't now but you're you've never been in oklahoma i don't know i don't know do you know anything about oklahoma i i do i grew up in oklahoma and and we went to oh, okay. you know we're both in oklahoma city with with and scott so we were in oklahoma city for like yeah. 20 years but okay yeah yeah it's nothing like it's nothing like maui but we had like an ice storm two years ago and I, I didn't have electric for over a week and it just destroyed all the trees here. And so we, mm -hmm. we get stuffed here too, but not fire. Fire is way worse and death and all that. But even though people die in tornadoes and stuff. So. Bringing up storms, I'm relaying that over to the storm going on that was going on in your church. So I was also oh. wanting an update oh, about the storm that was going on there. Well, I fought an unwinnable battle and put myself into it and uh, pretty much failed. Um, it was never worth fighting in the beginning, I guess. So I finally gave up and we, along with 50 other people, left the church. And so it's down to about 50 members. Mm. The once grand church that once had, you know, thousands of active members. Uh, but gosh, that's, that's hard. okay. It's hard to hear. I always, I was never happy or comfortable in the Southern Baptist Church anyway. I went there because of my wife. Mm -hmm. And now that I've had a chance to recover from the trauma of the battle, mm -hmm. and it was traumatic, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm in a better place because I, I never should have been there. It was, it made me, uh, now I liked my Sunday school class because there were people like, Apostle Duke in it, and they were the the people I liked. Fine, you're kind. Thank you. <laughs> but but the uh, the message and the guilt and all that stuff was never really in any way helpful to me. It just made me angry. So I'm much better off being out of there. So now, my my wife is not. She's kind of a little lost and looking. She's probably going to go back to another Southern Baptist church, but I'm not going to go with her. I wondered what you were going to do. Ooh. I wanted to ask what, uh, how that affected you as far as moving, moving church-wise. If you were in, if you were going to try a different one, if you were going to go to a different denomination, if you were just not going to go, if what what your plans were and and kind of why. My my current plans are I'm not going. Mm -hmm. uh, Apostle Duke and I have talked about starting our own church. I don't know if we'll really do that. We we talk about it a lot. Are uh, a small group just that hangs out and talks about stuff. I don't know. Well, that would that would be a start, but I'm still yeah, it would. I'm, I'm still people who people who have the same kind of questions we have and are interested in talking. Hey, you know what? I think when I talk to people like in my job and stuff, everybody I think they're looking for God. They're they, and they have they have opinions if when I say I do a podcast on religion, they go, oh, really? 
oh, really? I mean, like, hey, you know, and I mean, you can just see that they think about that stuff. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people out there have questions. And so mm -hmm. that's where I'm at. Where I'm at right now is, is I got two Saturdays. I'm really enjoying it. So got, that's where I am for now. You've got two what? Saturdays. Oh, <laughs> sorry. I was a little slow on oh, the, the two Saturday thing. Yeah, I, I, got I got you, you. with you now. Get, I didn't get it either. I, didn't, yeah. I do now. I finally got it. Yeah. <laughs> for 63 years. Well, maybe not during med school. I didn't go much during med school. For let's say 58 years of my life. Uh, you know, there's Monday through Friday and then Saturday, do what you want. And Sunday was always church. Mm -hmm. And and I'm, uh, I'm quite comfortable with not church right now. Well, it's kind of interesting when you guys were talking about starting your own and just a group of people talking about it. Cause really Jesus, um, talked about what he was starting was ecclesias, which is just, you know, we translate that over to church, but that just means a gathering, a gathering of people who are following him. And so, you know, they started out in home churches and small little groups of just people who had chosen to follow Jesus. And so that's that's really just what church was, and which kind of leads into what you were wanting to talk about. Yeah, right. Apostle and it's Duke. like it's all new ideals. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> it's, a, it's all like brand new ideals and it's out of the mainstream, right? It's out of the... Uh, they were they were out of the mainstream. They had all these ideas like, hey, there's just a lot of this just can't be right, you know, and there's there's maybe some good in it. But but some of it's just not adding up. And and, you know, what about this and this? And I think there's people who think about that stuff. And it's and, you know, it's almost like God given. Right. That every human is seeking. Right. So, I mean, deep down you're looking, you're trying to find. So, so I heard this thing this week I thought was kind of cool. It could, said, could I insert something real, I wanted to insert oh. something real quick. Those who have, who have found, like Martha, are not seeking. They're like, seeking, seeking more knowledge, but she has found what she's looking for. And there, there are many, many, many people who have. You and I have not. That's uh, my way of thinking about it. Yeah, yeah, but I do agree that Martha has found something. There's something substantial about your communication. It, it just it adds up, and and I I got it. It's not perfect, but it's pretty darn good. And 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 you you found some good stuff, and I I I, I buy into that. So and that's cool. So well, I interrupted you. What? Where were you I going can't even this? remember. I don't okay. remember. I was trailing off. I do that, Martha. <laughs> I go I out too. left and it, it's it's like a hook in golf. It just you don't know where it's gonna go. So what, did did you have what, have you done any more stories or anything? Uh, I've done one. I've gotten one in and then I'm doing a bunch of back end stuff and which I'm sure you guys relate to that. I just whole bunch of stuff on the site that they're continually updating WordPress and so then I need to go in and, you know, it's just all the back end stuff. But I did get one story uh, done. And then I, I took a trip that was um, super interesting when we're talking about uh, just philosophies of what people are looking for and, and uh, how, how, where people are looking to find um, wisdom and stability. I went to Oregon and 
uh, did a writer's, I was just going for a writer's retreat, but it was very interesting. Most of the people were from Oregon there and just had, um, we just had a very, just varied number of different worldviews. So it was, it was a great cool. learning experience Tell for me. That sounds it. super fun to me. <laughs> Tell us some more about it. This just sounds like a good story. Well, it was, uh, it was just fun for me because you're going to a different place. It was, uh, outdoors so it was at a at a camping place a, re, a resort for camping so i actually stayed in a teepee they have like these big teepees Ooh. and so uh and i got to stay with a young lady from from bend oregon and uh we we were we were uh tp roommates and she was just really interesting loved hearing her she was about my daughter rachel's age and um, there was about 12 of us there, and I would say we were all pretty different in uh, where we were coming from. And I think I was probably the only Christian there. You know, I don't necessarily oh, wow. go places and just tell people. That's not my intro when I... How many, um, how many people were there? There's probably about 12. But um, Okay, and you were the only Christian? I would imagine so. Um, and okay. I'm, again, that's my assessment. So for all you, if you okay. Oregon girls are out there listening, I would, you know, oh. it's a big shout out. Hi to you guys. Um, and you can, you can tell us if that's, um, different, but you know, when I go to a place, it, it's usually set up where you go around the circle and you introduce yourself and, um, and you get to say a few things about yourself. That's usually not one of the things I'm saying up front. I'm just telling them where I'm from, married, kids, you know, sure. those kind yeah, of things. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. So I got to um, to spend at least a day and a half and um, with, with these people who I really enjoyed getting to hear their stories because when you learn what someone has gone through and where they lived and how they've lived, it, then you can begin to see where they are, why they're where they are. And I find that fascinating. That's probably why I like people's stories. Hmm. And so at the the last evening where the, we were there, we um, we all got to spend five minutes reading something that we'd written. And um, and so there, there were all kinds of stories, so some really well-written things. But when I got there, um, I gave him a choice between two. One was Endings, Beginnings, and I just said, I'll let you pick. This one's about um, my favorite tornado story coming out of Joplin, how tragedies can oftentimes be the beginning of, of really great things. And Or the second was Unopened Letters, and those that's just something about things that are hidden, um, things not spoken or said that need to be brought out in the open. And that's what they wanted to hear. And, um, and we just had a varied group. We had um, somebody who was transgender or binary. We had somebody who was bisexual. We had somebody that um, was involved in um, fire arts. We had, we just had all across fire the board, arts. just totally different people. Um, so I wasn't sure how my story was going to land. And, uh, and so Unopened Letters is just a story about um, a letter that's never opened. This that's uh, the letter's written in a way and by means of telling someone that they're loved and valued. And so I kind of flip that over and say that is 
is also how I look at scripture. That's God's letter to us. And, and it's, um, I know he's sad that when no one, when people never open that up and actually read his letter to us. And, but it's in the context of a, a story of a real gentleman who actually received a real letter that he didn't read from someone that he loved. And, but it does include discussion about scriptures and links at the end about the authority and validity of the scriptures and it's got Jesus all in it. And it was fascinating to me after I finished, I, and I'm only telling you this from my point of view, I'm not sure if you know how the point of view of other people that were there was, but um, people weren't quite sure how to react to that story. And, um, and honestly, no one said anything for about about a minute, it was super quiet. Awkward. <laughs> it was very awkward. <laughs> very awkward. And, um, and then there was some polite little clapping, and then we went on. But what I found interesting is everyone was really gracious. But uh, later on, a couple of people came up individually um, when when other people weren't around, but came up individually. And the comments that I got um, were, I just want to tell you how brave you were, that, that, that really took a lot of courage to read that story. And so it was, um, kind of, it was good. It was right. It was a, a reminder to me though, that, um, there are, uh, There are places that Oregon's full of heathens. Well, no, I'm not going to say that at all. I'm just going to say that there are places that we go that people have other worldviews than we do. And to respect those. uh, But I'm so thankful that I had a day and a half of just um, being able to, you know, connect with them and talk with them before it comes out like this, I'm all in Jesus follower. Because I think then they weren't quite sure how to react to me. Like that I might not accept some things or I might not be, you know, inclusive or, and, and again, that's just my feeling that I, I kind of um, felt like they weren't sure how to take me after that. So they thought your name might secretly be Karen. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Understood. I think so. But I tell you what, so, I, I love hey. the people there. They were just very different than me. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> oh, so I was just gonna, I was gonna ask you, Martha, just to imagine like, and, and I, I love that story. I think you did the right thing. I admire that what you did. I, I do. But if you were in a, like, let's say you're in your city there and someone from like a Hindu came in and they said, mm-hmm. you know, I believe that my God and, you know, you, you, I don't think you would have ill will against them, but you'd probably go, oh, isn't that nice? They're kind mm-hmm. of off track a little bit. And you don't like disparage them because you do know that that took courage in their faith to, but you, I wonder if they maybe looked at you that way a little bit, like, ah, oh, she seems like such a sweet lady. <laughs> she's just a little <laughs> dingy. <laughs> Sorry, she's lost her you know, mind. <laughs> yeah. And I, and, and so I, that's where I think maybe they, but then again, but then again, I think to your point is be, love them, right? Love them. And then they will go like, 
what what is it about her? You know, what is she about? And that's where I think you probably do well is just like, I want to be interested in you. Like you said about those yeah. stories, you say it's fascinating. In fact, uh, John Luke and I, I think we're kind of on the same page when we went down uh, town and helped with some homeless guys. And we were like, just tell us your story, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, that's, yeah. I think that's super, I think that's super interesting to do. And the other thing I told John Luke, I thought that I picked up on was when I would go up and shake their hand, they were like, yeah, amen. God bless you. But if I like took a, just a little interest in them, like, where are you from? And, and, oh yeah, you work at a car. And it, it's like, it just fed their soul or something. It was just like, they wanted to feel like they wanted to connect, you know, just mm-hmm. a little bit. And it was, and I think you probably do that. And that's, uh, that's one thing you, you can do well. I mean, you do it here. Right. And so, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, just to, that, that's, uh, that's great. That's great. I trailed off again, I think. Martha is magic. <laughs> Well, no, yeah. people like hey, that. Yes. She will stop and talk to to those people, those homeless people. She would she would talk to any of them for for a long time. Yeah, and I, I would be as comfortable as talking to you and me. I mean, just and I you do love like, doing that, right? I love doing that, and that's why I wanted to go to Oregon to this because I I knew it would be uh, different people than I am, and I'm intrigued by that. I love that. I think they knew I was probably a little different from the get go because. Um, you know, they ask if I wanted tarot card readings in the morning and, you know, they, they're just in a different space than I am. And so astrology and tarot cards and things. And so it's just a, but, you know, I was like, no, I think I'll pass. I, I know my day's going to be pretty yeah. good. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're yes. one of us. You're a seeker. You're, you're like, I just want to, the whole reason you went up there was because it was going to be something different mm-hmm. and you wanted to, you wanted to learn something about it or like mm-hmm. what's that about and just you want to grow right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so I think you're giving us too much credit <laughs> if you're putting us in the same box yeah right <laughs> no 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 because you're right you're right because you have a you have a you you're grounded you're grounded that's one thing you are and i mean i guess that's good or bad right but i just don't feel like at least me that i have a clear, a clear uh, concept, of, like you know, like a religion. I have no religion. I, I I would like to think anyway. I don't have a religion. So, but but I'm looking for God. You know, I think I think He's out there. It's just not like how I was taught when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I'm I'm at the point where this is something I was wanting to tell you. I've I've tried to explain this to you before, but growing up in the church, I was always taught stuff that I I never could quite believe. It never made sense to me. And I think it's partially because of my personality type, not mm-hmm. necessarily anything else. But being in in uh Okay, think about this. Apostle Duke won't totally get this, but think about BOMP, Basis of Medical Practice. <laughs> yeah, oh my most, gosh. 
terrible <laughs> class we had in medical school. Don't make me worthless. think about it. <laughs> it was it was worthless. It was an hour of our time, a couple times a week, worthless. or once a week, and it was just like torture. Yeah, it's like I might as well have somebody sticking a needle in my eye, but or just just a little bit, so it wouldn't really damage my eye, but in enough that it was like ah. So to me, that's what sitting in church has been all my life. Sitting, yeah, you know, here listening to the preacher. I don't mm-hmm. like the music. I don't mm-hmm. like the the message. I like my Sunday school class. I like I like talking to people. I'm like you. I like mm-hmm. being around people and hearing mm-hmm. what they think, what they believe, what they mm-hmm. say. But since I've been out of the church and I haven't had to go, it's been like a prisoner getting out of prison. Mm. It really feels like that for me. Yeah. It it it's like free at last, free at last. Thank somebody I've realized, you know, because I I don't have to hear that stuff every week that I don't believe, and it makes me angry. Well, I think I, it also... I'm not saying that you should be that. I'm saying that's what mm-hmm. how it's affected me. Well, I think, too, this gives you a new beginning to, like, really start the journey on your own rather than being pushed into a mold um, because... If anything, going to a place that that makes you feel like you're in prison, you're never going to meet God there. It's just it, because He is freedom, and if you, it's sad when when you're going someplace that makes you feel like you're in prison. Because really, I love the scripture: "If the Son sets you free, you are free indeed." And there is freedom in in following Jesus. And when it becomes the rules, then it's more like the Old Testament law. And no one can ever keep the law perfectly. It's just more weight. It's just more burden for you to carry. It's just more confining walls to make you have to, to jump over. And, and it's all the structure that, that religion is not what Jesus came to bring. He came to bring a relationship with God the Father, and in that there's freedom. And I love where the veil tore from top to bottom. I mean, he's left the building, and it's not about a building and having to go to a building and sit there um, and have people um, read the law. So, uh, you know, I, I would look at that as a positive thing for you. If you feel freedom, then you have the opportunity to start to, to um, start your own journey to find out who Jesus really is and who God really is. And so I well, hope that's going to end well. Well, I'm starting my journey. I don't know it's going to be the journey you envision, but I am, I am, well, it's just another part of my journey, right? That, mm-hmm. that I'm on. It's a, it's a freer part of my journey right now. You know, Apostle Duke and I have been studying other world religions, which has been very interesting. Mm-hmm. Yes. The one that I found probably the most interesting was, was Islam. I've read a little bit of the Quran now. Mm-hmm. And it is very focused on, you know, dogma and hellfire and damnation if you don't believe. And uh, very strict about rules. You know, it's, it's, a, mm-hmm. it's a legal system as well as a religion. Mm-hmm. And it's like yeah. a lot like the the uh, legalistic business from the Old Testament. And so for sure, I'm not doing Islam. 
that's that's that would be more that would be worse for me than than being in the Southern Baptist Church from from what I can tell so far because you you have to do all the ritual and all that stuff. Uh, no thanks. Um, I have had some friends in in Joplin. Um, who were Muslim and we used to get together once a month and have lunch. So I just um, wanted to learn more about Islam as well. And number one, I want to follow what's true. So that set aside, that's, that's why I follow Jesus is because I believe that's the truth where, but in Islam, the thing that would be frustrating to me is it is about works. And at the end of the day, you have to have more good than you do bad. And so there's a lot of striving, a lot of, I have to earn, earn my way there. And, and the thing that, that would be really frustrating to me would be at the end of the day, when you die, even if um, your good outweighs your bad, if Allah is having a bad day, he can still say no. And that, that to me, as a, one of these people who's like, I, I kind of like to uh, know how things are. I like to know, <laughs> know the perimeters and I'm thinking, Oh my word, that would be really hard to think that I had been working my whole life. And then at the end, you just you didn't get to go where you thought you were going to go. That'd be hard. Yep. If you, if, if you are aware of it, I mean, mm-hmm. if you die and boom, you're gone, you wouldn't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've found a whole lot of peace. I've always, I've, pretty much believe this for a long, long time, but it just freely admitting that I believe when I die, I'm dead and there's no, my molecules distribute throughout the universe and I become part of the land and the water and whatever. And I don't ever have to worry about, I don't have to fear going to hell. I don't have to strive in any way to go to heaven. I'm just striving every day to live a good life and, you know, basically follow the teachings of Jesus here on earth to, mm-hmm. to do what is helpful to other people, my family and myself, but not, not worry about, I've got a different end goal now, which is just to try to live my life, and not worry about the afterlife because I don't believe in it. And that's given me more peace than I ever had before, which is, I know, a total, totally foreign thing to you, but oh, I just I'm wonder. Comfortable if, with it. Do you think that you pick that because that's easier, or because, um, or why do you think you landed on that? Is that just an easier than fighting all the, the have to do stuff and, um, uh-uh. the striving? No, it's like you. It's what I believe is the truth. Okay. It's not. It's not. It's 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 being a scientist. It's like saying you can't prove heaven, you can't prove hell, can't prove you have a soul, you can't prove that there's a devil, can't prove there's God. There's but but we're we're asked to believe all that, and then even beyond that, we're asked to believe that a whale swallowed a man in his belly for three days and spit him out, and that really happened, and it's like. I get it. And then, and then the other part of it, that's kind of, okay, messing this up a little bit is we're studying these other religions, two of them, at least that came 500 years before Christ. And when we compare those teachings to Christianity, they're like 
It's like the same template. Both of them, all three of them use the same template about, you know, how, how to, how to, to raise your kids and how to serve God and find God and all that. And it, it's almost like, well, Christianity is just almost patterned off. Like, like the, the, we found like Confucius, he was the one who did the golden rule. He, you know, which we think, you know, is like, that's, that was Jesus's. He owns that, right. The golden rule, but he didn't, they teaching that 500 years before he was on the earth. And so I think that's what I think John Luke's talking about a little bit is like, we want to, we want to think, we want to be able to say, don't tell me I can't think that stuff because I think some of it's for real. Like, you know, we want to think, we want to think for ourselves, <laughs> you know, yeah. and, and some of that stuff just Should. doesn't make sense anyway. So, and, but I still think he and I are both, I'm, we're seeking, we want to find some stuff out. We want to figure, we want to learn and, and, and figure some of the stuff out. But what I think I, I went and learned when I was young is just, I, I just want to have the freedom to think maybe that's not true, you know, and, and, I, and yeah. I'm going to look elsewhere and I see if there's some totally other stuff agree. out there. So, so do you, I guess so, I just haven't been in a situation where a church says that, you can't think that or you can't have questions about that. So I think you guys, we've talked about that before. I just think you have a little bit different of a background than I do, feeling like you can't ask questions or you can't think something is different. Because I don't think, you know, I don't think you have to necessarily, you know, you don't have to believe everything to believe something. So I usually just start with, Jesus, rather than let's go to Jonah or let's go to someplace else, let's just talk about like, it, let's get to Jesus and talk about, you know, the fact of, of death and resurrection. I mean, I think it really does make a difference on whether you think somebody really um, resurrected from the dead. That, that's, that's my starting point. You know, we need to figure that out. If it's all fake, then I don't want to be in that religion. I don't want to be in following somebody who um, pulled off some big scam or something. So, um, but if there really was somebody that got up and walked away from the grave, then I think that's worth investigating because then that does tell you two things that, that it isn't just the end of the road when you die. And, um, and so that has ramifications. So to me, I come back, but I totally get what you're saying on it's, it's hard to, if you just read some of those old stories that, and somebody says you have to believe everything in this package, this is the box and you have to take it all, then um, I just have not found that to be a very <laughs> effective way of sharing sharing the gospel with people. So <laughs> I don't I do just, that approach. <laughs> when you said take it all, that brings, you know, that brings a, an image that's a similar kind of thing that you have to take it all. If you're going to be in a lot of Christian churches, like in the Southern Baptist, if you didn't believe one little thing, it was like, ah, mm. you're going to hell. You're going to hell. Yeah. So you, I don't yeah, believe that Jesus was raised from the dead. I don't think he came back alive. So do I have to believe that to be on the right side? of the argument 
Do you well, think? He's trying to pin you in a box. He's trying to pin you in a box. No, I'm good with that. I mean, that's a very fair question. I think as a follower of Jesus, then if you don't believe that he died and got up out of the grave and walked away, then you're not a Christian. I mean, that's, you know, I, I think that's part of Christianity. And so that's not saying. That's kind of. That's where you draw the line. Yeah. I mean, I just think okay. to be a, a Christian, then it's just like anything to be, you know, to live in, to be a, a Garfield, Arkansas rest. And I got to live in Garfield. And so but I with think, that, but with, with, with believing in, with believing in his death and resurrection, then you have to subscribe to all of his teachings. That would uh, be true. Right. That okay. True. So if I say, I want to believe that, but I don't want to follow any of his teachings. <laughs> I don't, I want to commit adultery and, and that's, and, but I believe that he raised from the dead. So is that okay? Did I just sleep around and or is, <laughs> do I need to well, follow his teaching as yeah, that's well? Or Good question. Um, I think it always starts, you know, that was why the invitation from Jesus was always follow me. And so he was inviting, come and, come and see, come and get to know me, come and watch. And he didn't, have the disciples before, you know, when he invited them to follow him, he didn't make them say, okay, do you believe this, 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 and this, and this? He didn't give them a test and they had to answer everything yes to follow him. Instead, it was like, follow me, come see, come watch me, come see if, if find out whether I'm who I say I am. And so they did, they took him up as, on his invitation. He still does the same thing today. It's like, you know, let's start, let's start at a starting point with a seed, with an interest. I'm seeking. I want to know. Okay, that's a genuine, that's a genuine step one. I really do want to know the truth, whatever that is. I'm willing to, I'm willing to drop everything else if, if I really can find the truth. Because a lot I of like people it. will say that, that, but they don't yeah. mean it. I want to hang on to mm -hmm. what I believe, regardless yeah. of what other things come forward. So his invitation I, yeah. first is, do you, do you really want to know? And yeah. then it's like, okay, that's step one. Well, come follow me and see, come, come see who yeah. I am. And so that's why I say he didn't ask everybody to believe this, all these checklist things to, to start on the journey. And it takes a long time. Um, we're going to go from one step to another step to another step. And that's just growing. And we do that right. because we find him to be truthful and faithful in each step. So we're willing to take the next step. If that makes sense. That's, oh, it does. It does. It and it's genuine. It's, it comes across as complete. And it is. It, 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 there's something. It's very real. You have something very real. And uh, uh, but what I think you have, and, and, I, and I love it, is you have belief. That's where, because there, there is magic in belief. I think if I believe something whole hog, there's something, there's power in that, you know? And so I see that in you and I, and we, I guess, agree to disagree, but Hey, you, you're, you've latched on to something and, and, and you're committed. And, and I think, and, and I, and, and let me also say this 99% of what I see is just like super genuine and, and awesome. What's I that one percent? <laughs> <laughs> Can we be brutally honest? 
I I don't know what the I know her really well and I, oh, I, she doesn't have a nice. bad one. You do not have a bad one percent. Oh, you you're are awesome. so sweet. You are just so kind to me. I just like the people on the podcast. I'm going to tell the people on the podcast. I send a hundred dollars every month so that he will say <laughs> kind things to me on the podcast. Wow, that's not true. I, I've always admired you. Uh, but honestly, I mean, I'll say that to both of y'all in these podcasts. If if someone can prove to me that he did not get up out of the grave and walk away, I mean, gen- I am genuinely serious. I would want to know that. I would want to know the evidence hey, that proved that wrong. I went to Italy. We went to uh, Peter's Basilica, and 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 there supposedly they have Peter's bones in in that church and so i saw uh a documentary and the curator of that museum was asked he says what do you think the percentage is that those are really peter's bones and his answer was what it's not important if they're really his bones what's important is the people who visit here believe they're his bones (laughs) And I thought, what a, that's what an awesome answer, you know, because, because here again, I think it's, it's, that's where the power is, right? That's when you stand there in awe and go, oh my God, you know, this, we're, we're in, we're in an area where, you know, those times were, and maybe he was here and, you know, and, uh, but, but it's, it's in the belief, I think. And, and I thought that was kind of cool, but that's what I think I see in you, you, you have a, and that belief is powerful and it, and it, and it leads to commitment. And so anyway, it's, and it's we were there. A good, a good life for you too. Yes, yeah, a very, very absolutely. good life. Absolutely. And I you're wouldn't doing say good an stuff. Easy you're doing one. great stuff. Well, yeah. I wouldn't say an easy one because I do think, you know, that's one had, thing about that whole med school thing and child rearing <laughs> yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah, that was the hard part now. Um, <laughs> I, I would say that really following Jesus different than church. It's just different than church. Um, if you're really going to do that, that means you're going to have to live a certain way and talking about starting a church. Um, it's, you need to re, you need to, um, flip your life upside down is, is basically because he really, he was serious when he said, you know, I came to serve, not to be served. And so, People who are following and trying to emulate that, um, where he said, who's going to be the greatest in my kingdom is actually the least. It's, it's just kind of the world flipped upside down. So you're going to, it's going to be okay if I'm not first. It's going to be okay if I don't have to win the argument. It, you know, it's just flipping around and not that I do that perfectly, but I want to try to do that. And I think in char- starting a church, that's one of the things that um, that is really important is that people have some humility in that and that everybody doesn't have to be first or everybody doesn't have to be the best uh, speaker or always get their way or um, it's you're going to have to give rather than take. And um, it's, it's to, to make that work, you're going to have to emulate um, the way that Jesus lived and taught the people who followed him to live. And, and just in responses, I, I would say that's not easy. 
um, apparently not as... because yeah because our church has tried for years and years and years and and all kind of programs to find that magic dust you know and 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 we it was music and it was but but then some do find it some there's some churches out there that are growing leaps and bounds and and um so it seems it seems obvious yes go ahead no you're i was just waiting my turn no 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 you go <laughs> ahead you go ahead because i feel like i talk too much sometimes well, i was going to say about you you're talking about jesus said i come here to serve rather than to be served mm-hmm. it gave me some inspiration for if apostle duke and i do start a church we could have pickleball courts in it. Pickleball courts. Yeah. We could serve, <laughs> could serve. and be served. Yeah. It's right there in the church. I like Yay. that you can do some serving. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And I think not every successful church is big. You know, some, some mm. churches aren't meant to be Good big. Good point. And, Good point. And I wouldn't want to start a church, number one, if it's just my idea. I, I really do think that um, it's, it is a supernatural thing. I think there is a God. And I do think that, um, you know, being led to start a church, I'm, I'm all in. Um, if, if it's someone, and I'm, I'm just talking about, I'm not talking specifically about you guys doing that. I'm just talking about in Christianity, sometimes people start churches to get notoriety or to be, um, well-known or, get to be real big and popular and we'll call ourselves Gracemont group because, Mm -hmm. because I have more of it. Like, I don't know. It's more of a discussion. It's it's just Mm -hmm. sharing ideas. It's just getting together and sharing ideas. Kind of like what you did there, Martha, you went up and shared ideas, right? With these other women. And apparently you were challenged. It sounds Mm -hmm. like to me. Mm-hmm. It sounds like to me, you came home and there were some things you were like wondering and about, and that's good. Right. And so that's what I think that's my vision anyway, is like, just to let's share some ideas. And cause we just feel like there's so many people in the church who just like possibly like John Luke, hopefully not, but they just sit there because that's how they were raised to do. And they're mm-hmm. going through the motions and they're singing the hymns. And but it's just like the experience is just dead to them. It was to me for years and it, but, but there was value in it. But anyway, it's just, I, I maybe it's Grace Mont group. And you even mentioned it before you gave us a little credit. I think when you mentioned Jesus, that's kind of what he did. He just went around, he just got a bunch of people and got down on the square or whatever on podcasts, on the internet, and said, hey, you know, what about this? What do you guys think about that? And and just start thinking about how, you know, because here again, I sincerely want to find God. And I think there's a lot of people out there, and they want to find God too. What was it? Even Jesus said, said the sheep have no shepherd, right? Mm-hmm. They're, they're like sheep, but they have no shepherd. In other words, I think they're looking, right? And, but they're looking in bars. They're looking into, I don't know, drugs. They're looking into their career, you know, trying to find uh, that good feeling that, you know, that, that, that God feeling. And uh, so they need a shepherd 
And I don't know. We're not. I don't think we're 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 going to say we're shepherds, right? There, John Luke. Are we? We're not shepherds. We're like discussion. We conduct this. We facilitate discussions. <laughs> may, I, may I share my vision? Yes, please. Yes. Yes, my yes, vision yes. is if if this ever does come to fruition, it's it's to pro- provide a place where people where we can say it's okay if you don't believe all the stuff you've already been told, always been told. It's okay to ask to question it. It's okay to not believe it. It's okay. But if you're still seeking and mm-hmm. you need religion or spirituality in your life, come join us. We're, it's a community. We're happy to have you. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's not in any way to for notoriety or anything. I don't, I don't really care about that. I I do like to entertain people, but I I don't. That's not what I would want. I would want. You know, everybody's looking for a group. You know, their tribe, somebody mm-hmm. to welcome them yeah. in. Yeah. That, that's what it would be. It would just be another space name, for that. Right? This song. Yeah, like a bar, except with yeah. <laughs> the other apostle and I are not able to consume alcohol or drugs because they once controlled our lives. Mm-hmm. So that, that that would not be available. Now, we were thinking, have good coffee. I mean, the good stuff, like Hawaiian coffee and stuff. <laughs> yeah. You know, people, people could... You know, eat when they're in there, bring the dogs, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, see, that's nice, one of, that's going to be one of our deals. What do you think about that, Martha? Bring your dog. We're bring your dog. Bring your dog to church. That's going to be one of our 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 deals. Yeah. I, I we'll see it. how it goes. I'm just laughing because one of my <laughs> stories is about, like, I was meeting uh, a younger lady, and we were doing a Bible study at the shortstop, and she had a dog, and then somebody else showed up with a dog, and the two dogs got into it. And <laughs> so yeah, you're going to have yeah, to somewhere yeah. how separate yeah. the animals. <laughs> hey, you know what? That, would be a, know, that will be an issue. We'll have to deal with it. I've thought of issue. that issue already. And so and so is pooping have and all to be that friendly stuff. dogs. Yeah, but friendly I dogs. went to a deal Saturday. It was out in a park, and it's just a whole bunch of people, and they all brought their dogs, and they barked and all that, and they pulled them back on the leash, and then they went on walking. I mean, it, it. I understand what you're saying. You know, it could be total chaos, but mm-hmm. but I see like people getting together and they all bring their dog. And if your dog's horrible, leave him at home. If he's, <laughs> if he's the kind of the snaps and bites, then then leave him at home. But if he's a gentle, you know, big dog and lets everybody pet him and stuff, then then those I think I think it that it's been shown it, it's healthy. It's healthy. And it's and it, it lifts your spirits, and it it's um, to have a dog. You mean? Well, and, or to pet a dog. That's like they'll take a dog to the hospital or something, and just let the kids, you know, in the hospital, just pet the dog and stuff. They do it in nursing homes, and it's just it's a calming effect, and it just it's just nice to have them around and just. I mean, when I go to the park, like I said on Saturday, and they're all out there, I, I it's fun to watch them. They're just they bark and they're excited and. I don't know. They think it's the coolest thing on earth, man. Like to be hanging out with my dude, you know, it's just, anyway, I like it and I want it. I want it to happen. Well, I'm, <laughs> just, I'm just laughing because 
<laughs> we people, we're 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 something. Well, I could see what happens is if if you turn someone away because their dog is bad, then um, pretty soon your church is going to be known as that 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 group that gets together. They wouldn't let my dog come. They said my dog was bad. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> because you're developing some boundaries. There's good dogs and bad dogs, and the people that have the bad dogs are going to be mad. <laughs> well, I mean, there's a. I'd say you have an outdoor covered area where the dogs can run around, where people can sit and let their dogs run. Yeah, and then the indoor area where if they're good, quiet dogs, they can hey, come sit in your lap. Here's another thing. Here's another thing I thought about what I want our church, our group to be. I want it to be. Uh, I want it to be a religious laboratory. That's kind of one of my views is it's like, it's like a religious something where it's, and, and to Martha's point, if the dogs go off, right, then you couldn't do it. I mean, if, 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 if it caused a big problem, then you just couldn't do it. Um, but then, but it would be fun to try. You know, I think you ought to give it a whirl and see how it goes. I yeah. think it'll work. We've all been to dog friendly restaurants, mm -hmm. haven't I think we? It'll work. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I mean, if the dogs and you can see because the main well, thing is they, you want people. They do fine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think the main thing is that your main mission of you getting together with these people is being able to to talk and have questions and discuss those. So as long as the dogs don't keep you from getting your main objective done, you know, the, if they to. behave we so you can to. actually do what you want to do, then then I, I love dogs. Right. We, we had two. They were great. <laughs> I loved Woody. He was just a I told John oh, yeah. Woody was a sweet dog. I think one of the reasons they don't do it in churches today because of that Old Testament law of not having animals in the temple. I think that's why, because I've grown up as a kid, I've always, animals are never to go in the sanctuary <laughs> because mm -hmm. that is like, and so that's one of those, like, I think it's like those old traditions that, because I think, man, it'd be cool to have a dog. Yeah. I mean, yeah. look me in the eye and tell me God didn't love Woody, right? Oh, he loved Woody. You <laughs> yeah, you can't tell me that. He loved Woody. He still, yeah, he loves Woody. Now, I think the times that I found just doing some women's groups and stuff, because I love dogs. I love cats too. But um, it's just sometimes they're distracting. And, and as long as it doesn't, and again, everybody has to set their own boundaries, but how much distraction can you have and still accomplish what you're trying to do because you guys are awesome at learning i mean you bypass me way way beyond what i do um because both of you love to learn and i mean just doing this podcast and answering these questions and you know doing those things you you guys love learning and you bypass me for sure on that front so um i think that would be really fun so. to ask questions yeah, no, you're, 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 you, I, I admire, I mean, I, I don't want to just keep sound like a broken record, but you are, you're, you're, uh, you're impressive. You're an impressive lady. And if there's something about you, that's, that's real. And so that's all I can say, you know, is best. And then, and then I'm going on my journey and, and I hope you will. And, I'm I have going, another question. I'm going a different way. I'm going a different 
I have another question for Martha. Do you have any any ideas like that for us? Like, like the dog idea, like things that you've seen that are not permitted in church but should be. Like, okay, here's one. Um, but I would like to ask you. This is another idea. Like, if a homeless person wandered off the street in uh, at our church, they'd try to run them off. That see, that makes me sad. I, I. It does. Yeah, that's. Oh, do you really think so? Do you really think they would do that? I saw them do it. No. Oh, gosh. Wow. I will have to say, okay, I guess there was one church I was in one time, and we were talking about doing a, a Saturday night service, non-traditional. And so, somebody made the comment, well, we don't want any of those tattoo people to come. And I was just horrified. Mm. I was absolutely horrified <laughs> that someone would say that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought to myself, well, if I ever see a tattoo person that Jesus didn't die for, I will run to the door and lock it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he died for all of them, so bring bring them in. <laughs> so do you have ideas about what, what you would like, if you were starting your own church, what you would like to add to it that you don't see in today's churches? Um, I probably would be less concerned about a building um, and maybe just at a, um, at a house. And I know they, that's not totally different than what they're doing today, but there's a lot of home churches and that's how it started. I just think people feel really comfortable in somebody's home and it's not necessarily, you can't, you know, don't get the carpet dirty and just a lot of, and a lot of people have uh you wouldn't be doing it at a church, but a lot of people, it's hard to walk in the door of a church for lots of reasons. Um, they have, you know, something bad happened there or bad memories, or they just think they're going to be judged or whatever. So I'd want to make it as easy for people to come as possible, wherever that would be. Um, make it look more like a house than a home. Than a yeah, I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, we looked at a building, John Luke and I looked at a building and it is, it is totally seventies church building mm -hmm. i mean it's got the stained glass all on it from like it like in the 70s it was like the dope church <laughs> it was like <laughs> the coolest like you know um style but yeah so maybe we don't do a building like that oh i even thought no i thought we could do it outdoors even See, I, I thought about that, that even in a park starting out or something like that. Right, yeah, and just, just. It would be tough in Oklahoma. It, yeah. it would be when you get into the winter. But a home. It would be great for the dogs. For sure, you could do it in a home. Yeah. You're going to have the homeless people oh, oh. come to your house? Actually, uh, well, I, I have some point. homeless people come to my house. <laughs> you're, you're not like most people. You know, at first, uh, I, I didn't have people come to my house because I thought that was going to be intimidating, you know, and I, I didn't want somebody to judge who I was by where I lived. So, um, I was kind of hesitant in that. And, um, down the road, I remember one of my friends from the Lafayette house, she was like, she's just like, it, it didn't make any difference, Martha. We, we knew who you were. It I don't, we didn't care where you lived, you know, whether it was nice or because it goes both ways. You don't want to be too nice and you don't want to be awful, but I just didn't want people to make a, a judgment call of who I was by where I lived. So I was, I kind of held up on that in the beginning. Looking back, I probably wouldn't do that the same way. I'd 
probably just have people come over from the get-go. Well, I don't want all those people stealing my stuff. <laughs> you may lose some want, stuff. <laughs> I don't want them knowing where I live. You know? <laughs> but I still want to start a church. I just yeah. <laughs> you I don't just want do to like have to... <laughs> yeah, do it, right. Sorry, do it at, at Apostle Duke's yeah. house. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, let's well, see I think... Go ahead. I'm just trying to think what else uh, I, I would do. Um, I think a lot of it's going to be how you describe it is who you're going to get come. And so just take some time in deciding how you want to describe it concisely so that people know what to expect when they get there. Um, if people, if it's, if it's not what people thought it was when they read about it, then, then they're probably not going to stay. But if you, if you are able to communicate exactly, you know, what you're doing, then, then when people come, they'll be like, Hey, this is what I was looking for. So naked church, free beer. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't think you're going to get a whole lot of people who are willing to sit down and talk about, uh, you know, seeking God or whether or not they're interested. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's in, that's in his, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you've heard about my, my, one of my stories I came up with was the, was the, the Prudists. It was about a, some born again Christian group, you know, like a denomination that were all nudists. Cause in the, and their church was called in his image. Cause so why, <laughs> no, why should that. you, why should you not be naked? Mm-hmm. You know? And mm-hmm. so you're showing your real self by being naked. And if you can't show your real self by being naked, then you can't show yourself to God, you know, that sort of thing. That's, so this is a book you are doing, or this is just a thought for the, the gathering you're going to start. No, it's one of my many ideas for a book. <laughs> that ought to have quite the plot in it. It, I got, I, I wrote a fr- uh, outline of it one time. Never got, never got it done. It's still in my mind though. Well, I was thinking about when you said uh, free food and beer. It it kind of reminded me of when Jesus fed the five thousand, and then he left, and everybody started following him. And his response was, "Why are you following me? You just want more food, don't you?" <laughs> So, <laughs> and basically the answer was yes they just wanted well, yeah. more food <laughs> well free food is always a good one i, I said free beer but, <laughs> but that that's probably not a good idea uh, maybe peyote mm-hmm. if we're going to get everybody to have real spiritual visions and stuff well, I would love to see what happened if if you started something like that and your main thing that you were asking for is that um, just, God, we are seeking you, you know, help us find you. I would love, I would just love to see what comes out of that. Okay, so we'll let you know. be... Yeah. yeah, it could be. So it could be if we did that, if that was our marketing, we would get some really uh, what some people term woo woo, you know, individuals who are like new age. You know, yeah, like I'm gonna yeah, I felt like I was floating the other day. And I was 
hundred feet up. We, we would get maybe some of that, but you know, here's the other part of that is if they're, if they're, if they're psychologically like struggling, that'd be one thing. But if someone, so I, I, I knew this girl at the gym and she uh, was doing like, she was doing like uh what is it called? Uh, when you transfer or something, she speaks for like a dead person. Um, and that's what she did for a, a living. Like a medium? A medium, a medium or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. And so she was doing that. And she, I asked her how, she oh, I have a lot of clients. And, and, uh, and so we, but we had a lot in common, her and I both. It was just, we were super, super, super interested in that stuff. And, and she went, she was going her way. And, but, but it was done with intelligence. She was intelligent. And she, she, she was, she had thought about this and she was just, and I read, she gave me some books to read and I read, I read one of the books and, uh, but she, and I got on her wavelength and I was like, I see a lot of value in this book you gave me. And so we, we hit it off and we, it was super, super interesting and fun. Uh, And she's all tatted up, all tats. And uh, anyway, she was super cool, but, um, yeah, we, we might get some of those, but in some respects, I'm like, I'm kind of okay with that, especially if we're just going to just sit down and just, well, okay. in fact, John Luke used to call this a beer. What did you call this? A beer and uh, something? Over a beer. Over a beer. Yeah. That like was like. Things you would talk about over a beer. That's kind of the, that's kind of what, yeah. So I, there's some, another thing that, that we, we have talked about that has to be contended with that's not really dealt with in most churches. If you read the Bible, the Quran, you read, read about Confucius or the Buddha, all of their teachings are directed to reasonable people, people that can think and reason and think, Oh, maybe I'm wrong. And, mm-hmm. and make, good you know sound decisions and move on all of those teachings as you know even when you know paul's methods for settling disputes among brothers they're all directed at reasonable people but if you have people with personality disorders or people with bigger mental disorders they're not reasonable those things don't work with them how do you include people with personality disorders, um, you know, autism, um, psychosis, and, and neurosis. How do you include those people? Yeah, how do you include them? Yeah, that's a tough one to answer. Yeah, and I, I don't have any perfect answers on that. I, I can only tell you what I do and that's probably not in any way right or perfect but um, it's it's worked for me so far I mean I have a couple of friends who are schizophrenic and so just in our conversations um, you know they'll they'll be talking about um, hearing people whispering and saying things and that someone's following them and stuff like that and and they really do see those things but I just um, we we've we know each other well enough now that I can, I can disagree with those and they don't think that I'm 
in any way disparaging them or saying that they're lying or whatever. So we, we just agree to disagree. And I'll just say, I, I, I think you have schizophrenia and I think that that's a mental health issue. I don't, I, I don't think there's anyone following you. I don't see anyone following you. And, and mm. I just pray for their mental clarity. And so we just agree to disagree. I don't, I don't join them in their, um, in their, uh, in the place where they are. Um, and I've seen that happen before where somebody will say, oh yeah, I think they're following you too, or things like that. Mm. Um, I, I tend just to, to be honest with them and, and talk about that there is an issue and a mental health issue. And that needs to be evaluated and treated and, and just still just love them. And then they're still just a good friend. I can't make them get treated. I can't, can't do anything except just be a friend and, um, speak into some reality and, and just pray for them to have some clarity because you're right. I mean, that's, that's their reality. And so it's hard to had hard to have rational conversations when people are not rational. That's true. And I thought you could have groups for those people Mm -hmm. as part of it. You know, this schizophrenic group, the, the, uh, the various personality groups, you know, Mm -hmm. Like, like, so like people with, uh, with borderline personality disorders and, uh, narcissistic personality disorders can get better, but with group therapy with other people with their disorders. So this could, you could include that group therapy as part of, part of the community and, you know, they wouldn't have to pay for it. It'd just be part of being part of the Grace Mott community. And that would be their Sunday school class. Yeah. Do you think that people have the ability, do you think the vast majority of people in those categories would recognize the category that they fit into? Absolutely not. Yeah. I think that would be the hard part, at least only in my experience, they don't recognize which category they're in. You'd have to make, you'd have to make some type of a judgment call. Like are are they are they with it? Or are they not with it? And then let's just say they're not with it. And we do create the. I love the idea, and I I love the idea. But here's the one thing: if we had a Sunday school class for people who had some type, we would need somebody. I think who's I would love professionally trained to understand that illness right and can communicate other than just having somebody try to teach them because I love the idea of helping them though. I, I, I love that idea. Well, it's kind of like AA, you know, it's, it's, there aren't professional peoples at the head of the table mm-hmm. of AA. Yeah, they're, you're right. They're people you are right. Even though they do have, have better. They, they have a very solid framework though, that they work in when they do, when they, so, right. so they got their 12 the, steps. Right. It's, it's a, it's a solid framework. Um, but anyway, yeah, but I still love that though. I love the idea of reaching out to them and like, mm-hmm. talk to us, tell me, I know I don't, yeah, but, but to your point, like if they were just rambling on say Martha, Martha, and just quacking like a duck or something. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, I think everybody like, I matters. I'm not sure. Everybody matters. Yeah. And, 
Yeah. You know, I, I think everybody, uh, everybody has some issue. It just happens to be some people have mental health issues. Some people, so I don't want to ever judge somebody that they're not as important or not as, as valuable as anybody else that's in the group. They are. It's just, um, I think part of handling that, that makes it difficult is, um, is somebody can come to your group and if you have somebody there judging which which circle they could should go to or which group they should go to, that can be that can seem pretty judgmental to a person. Um, that you know they may not see that issue with themselves, and so then then you run into the same thing. I think that the traditional churches um, haven't have trouble navigating too is there becomes this, oh, you're, you think I'm this way and you want me to do that. And so, I don't know, it's just a hard thing to, to do, to accept everybody, to love everybody, to value people, um, and try to help them at the same time. It's, it's a tough thing yep. to navigate. Well, we're probably going to have to say goodnight because it's, it's going to take a long time for your slow <laughs> up, upload for, speeds. It'll upload for three days. <laughs> out, out in the middle yeah. of nowhere to upload. So, thank you very much, Disciple Thank Martha, you, for yes. On. Your insights are always yeah. very much appreciated. You're a regular I love, now. I love visiting with you all. Yay. I'm glad. You you, you add a lot to it. Yes, We're, uh, yes, you do. You... You You're helping us. us. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe we're your mission. Maybe we're your mission. Maybe that's it. <laughs> no, she has some more profitable missions going on. Okay. No, anyway. actually, actually, I told Scott the the reason that uh, I said I I want to get on just so I get to have conversations with you guys. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's yeah. that's the reason I'm here. Is, hey, is maybe we started. Maybe we important. started the Grace Mont Group. Maybe we are the Grace Mont Group right here. <laughs> that's I'll be part of your group. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You could at least be the consultant for when we're yeah. varying too far off the road. So anyway, this <laughs> this is the Grace Mont Podcast, episode thirty nine. You can uh, find me on Twitter at Apostle John Luke at Apostle John Luke, or what was formerly Twitter, now X. <laughs> and uh, you can email Apostle Duke at ad1 at gracemont.com. And email me. If you want, and there's uncommon stories to be seen on Pinterest, <laughs> Pinterest and Facebook, right? Uncommon stories. Um, and actually, you got a new one out. Well, it's just on my, my own website. So it's going to be marthabrame.com is where you're going to find the stories. Spell that. And then I'm also on Pinterest, so you can find Uncommon Stories on Pinterest. Martha, M-A-R-T-H-A, Brain, B-R-E-H-M.com. That's it. And that's Thanks. where you find her Uncommon Stories. Thanks, All right. Luke. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody. Good night. Good night, John boy. <laughs> Good night, Grandma. Mary Ellen. <laughs> hey, get off me. <laughs> <laughs>